Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're doing a Loom video on a topic very dear to my heart called change. So, Inner Wealth is all about living inspired, and we get our wisdom from the Himalayas of Nepal, from universities around the world, and real-life experience. So let's dig in and see what real-life change looks like and how to prevent stress. So staying at the top of your game or it requires daily change management. So people who leave change for the annual Christmas party um, are going to have a big chunk of change that's going to hurt. We like to have change on a daily basis. And the way it works is, as you can see from the chart, it goes unfreeze, change, and then refreeze. Put yourself back together again. And it's really important to understand that unfreezing is everyday life because that's going to rattle your cage whether you like it or not. Uh, change is what you do about it. And refreezing is putting your identity back in place so you become functional again. People who get uh, life stress that rolls on day to day to day and they don't change, eventually they never freeze, refreeze, and they get into all sorts of emotional and personal distress. So refreezing, putting yourself back in place, is really important. And what we're saying here is that life is going to deliver the unfreeze. Uh, change is what you must uh, implement. And we're talking about one hour a day to cause that change to happen as a positive result of all the stress and strain and duress you're going to go through in a day. Let's have a look. So unfreeze. So everything's going to be challenged. Your mind, your body, your family, your space, your priorities, your values, your vision, your self-talk, and your social connections are all going to be challenged on a daily basis. And whether you try to go back to where it was and say, I want to put everything back like it was, or you move forward and it evolve, that's completely up to you. And I'm going to encourage you uh, to reduce your stress. And reducing your stress means not trying to go back to where it was, but evolving forward. In other words, life becomes an opportunity for growth. Change. To become available for change, you'll, you'll need benchmarks that demonstrate to yourself that you have actually unfrozen and made change. So we're going to benchmark the ideas of what does change look like and how do you know if you've changed and returned. And then when we go back to refreezing, how do you know if you've returned back to a healthy, great space in your life after that transition period? So we're saying, let's go through it again quickly, we're saying unfreeze. That's going to happen whether you like it or not. You don't have to do anything about it. Change is something you have to work on and you have to have skills in the ability to make change. And finally, refreezing. We're going to give you four benchmarks to make sure that you know you're back in the freeze mode and therefore become functional to the world for the other 23 hours that exist in the day. So let's look at them. The power hour. There are seven steps in the power hour. And we'll go through them one by one just really quickly, and then I'll go through them in more detail. So the first one, mental. Daily mental growth is critical to achievement in sport and whatever you do. You know that your mind is fixed in identity. It's got thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and emotional stories that it's told in the past. And every single day, whether we like it or not, those thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and emotions get challenged. They get questioned. And there's two types of questions. Content and process. The content, which someone might say you're a bad person, you might have to examine that. But if they say it angrily or if they say it with a, with a, a process you don't appreciate, you can do something about that in your own self. And so we split the whole process of mental change into content and process. 
And understanding which one of those two you can change and when you can change it is about empowerment. Because if you try to complain to people or change people in their process, you're going to end up totally disempowered. If you talk about content, that's a negotiation. And we need to negotiate what people's opinions are because sometimes they determine whether they pay us or not or whether they love us or not or whether they want to be romantically attached with it. So content and process, and we split those two apart. And that's very, very easy to do once you know how. And that's called the discard form. It's called the emotional shower. Let's keep moving on here. Keep it rolling. The second part is health. The cells of your body are constantly changing. As you know, every six months, the whole body is replenished cellularly. What you eat, what you do, what you think, what you, uh, where you go, the environment, what you smell, what you taste, what you touch, all these things constitute the new body you create. So we really want to evolve that on a daily basis to make sure the body doesn't get left sitting at the car park and we're zooming down the road at 100 mile an hour in our head, but our body's still meandering down in the forest or the other way around. Our body shoots ahead, goes down the park. We've got super fit body, but we're as thick as two bricks in the brain because we're still stuck thinking old thoughts or reciting old poems or doing whatever. So there's a really big opportunity to put mind-body together and evolve them both. The third step is familial. Now, typically we call this environmental, we mean, which means going out and sitting under a tree. But what we're talking about when we talk about a family is the base foundation for everybody's life, which is our connection. The interconnectedness we have between family members, between our um, our peers, between our, uh, our, our friends, our lovers, whatever it be, our interconnectedness, our family needs to be expanded to the realms of things like our desktop because that's connection too and nature. So I would say the grand family that we need to be connected to is nature. And if we can't connect to nature in the small things and the big things in nature, it's really impossible to falsify family connection. So linking family dynamic and nature dynamic and being able to connect to all of that becomes fundamental to the core foundations of most of our lives. Let's keep moving. Financial. Now, Emotions, as they, as they say, I think it was Warren Buffett said, or someone of these, uh, some billion trillion billionaire said, if you can't manage your emotion, you can't manage your money. So sitting underneath every single goal, every single priority we have, every single ambition we have comes the need for the wealth to cause it. And so what we talk about when we talk about prioritizing your life and your values and your, uh, what you work on in self-worth it really all comes down to whether to your management of the financial, the financial aspect of your life. And this is a really critical thing. A lot of people don't understand that goal setting always leads back to money, the money to do it, the, the money to feel secure enough to let go and, and go and have a good time, the financial. And so what we're doing here in the financial aspect of life, and we're not just talking about the money to spend, we're talking about the security of wealth and the security to build a house or whatever it is we're doing. Financial triggers most people and it triggers most people because it sits underneath the foundation of self-worth. So we talk a lot about inner wealth and outer wealth being married, the self-worth and financial worth being connected. And that's why at this stage, prioritization and goals and really understanding how, how we move through life with a, with a sense of inner wealth and outer wealth becomes a really critical stage on a daily basis to manage our life. The, the next one is career. Now, this is vision. 
in the old language. And we say, the size of your vision determines the size of your life. And your career is your opportunity, no matter what it is, whether it's paid or unpaid, your career is your opportunity to create influence, to live purpose. And the size of your vision determines the size of your life. And when our careers get stifled and stuck and uh, constricted by a boss or a company or our own lack of um, ability, we get depressed. And career is the driving force of most sadness and most depression and most addiction. So getting this right, understanding the influence of career in, in, in determining our daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, lifelong vision is critical to change growth. The next one is spiritual. And people find this quite intriguing, that self-talk really comes down to what is your spirituality. And spirituality determines your perception of the world. If you see the world as a dark place, that's your spirituality. If you see your world as as a sad place, that's your spirituality. If you see the world as part of a universe that's magnificent, that's your spirituality. How you explain life is nothing to do with your beliefs or anything. It's your spirituality. And so in the opportunity you have with your spiritual growth on a daily basis is to expand your perception of the beauty of the world. Um, the Greeks called um, uh, uh, beauty their spirituality, symmetry, proportion, and order. They understood that there is a mathematics to spirituality. We call it the universal laws of nature. And we get in a helicopter once a day and go up and have a look at life from that space. The next one is social. Now, people misunderstand results. They think results is how many kisses they get, how much money's in the bank, how many pats on the back they get from their boss. But social really measures the results of our life. And social is the measure of how many people we influence across the planet. Now, you might be a management consultant and you might have a job to, let's say, uh, increase the production of cars along a production line. We sometimes measure the results of our work in how much dollars we get paid or how many cars come out. But the truth is we measure it in how many people we influence through the work we're doing on that production line to help them drive beautiful cars. And that is the best metric. This is why uh, social media is a, a spectacular opportunity for us to influence greater realms of people, billions instead of hundreds. And we get very stuck in our social network. We think, oh, it's my best friend. It's the guys around the corner, the kids at the footy club, the neighbors and all these things. We think social is, and we become quite constricted and small. But the size of your life and what they'll put on your tombstone is how many people in the world you influence. And that becomes, in a daily basis, the measure and the metric of whether you're making progress in life or not. So we go through them quickly again. Change your mind. Change your body, diet, exercise, food, um, uh, uh, rest, sleep, all the things we know about in the change your body metric. And we're always looking to improve on a daily basis those things. Change your home, change the environment. What's, what are people saying in your house? What are people thinking in your house? How are people feeling? What's the environment feel like? And, in, and, and you can mirror the inter, internal environment of a home by mirroring the external environment of nature. People in nature are different. People in nature are radically different to how they are inside their home. And sometimes we meet the worst of people in a home and the best of people out in nature. And it's quite sad in a way that we couldn't translate the why am I so happy in nature and how come I can't be happy inside the home and translate that metric across and therefore bring a beautiful growth in the environment of our homes um, aligned and in harmony with nature. We continue, change your brand. 
That, that's the, the step uh, of uh, your financial. And your brand is, is what you represent in terms of your value to others and your value to yourself. And this is a really critical part of daily work, how you dress, how you feel, uh, what you project, what, what your desk looks like, what your home looks like, the environment, the space that you create really reflects your priorities, reflects your values and reflects your value to others. Changing your vision. The eagle flies once a day. The eagle goes up, looks down and goes, well, that's where I'm going, baby. That's my career. That's what I want to influence. That's the size of the world that I want to work with. And it's such an engaging thing. Three things people can't uh, need for happiness. Someone to love, something to do and something to look forward to. And vision incorporates all three. Finally, change your spirituality, your luck. And I've put a, a, a magnet here by accident. It should be a horseshoe. And I thought it was a horseshoe. But in reality, it, your spirituality is a magnet to others as well as being a, a state of good luck. Change your social. I've used the unicorn because it's, it, for me, for most people, they're looking for the magic of how to make a buck and how to do things. But the unicorn of life is the influence and the positive influence we have on the world around us. So stress will fuck you, but you can prevent stress. I hope this has been interesting. If you need to know more, join the coaching program because that's what coaching's all about. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.